Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Take your Bibles and go to Proverbs, if you will, book of Proverbs. We're going to be looking at one verse tonight in the book of Proverbs. One verse. And the book of Proverbs tonight. We're going to look at verse number 27 and verse number 21. Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 21. Did I say something wrong? What did I say? Okay, help me out. What did I say? Did I say 1 Corinthians? Don't do that to me. Stop it. All right, so Proverbs 20. I'm already losing my mind. What did I say? Okay, uh, Proverbs 27, verse 21, and uh, verse number 21. And I'm going to get unfocused here real quick to enjoy life. So Proverbs 27, 21. Let's read together out loud. Are you ready? Begin. As the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. Heavenly Father, Lord, would you please help us on this night? And God, I, uh, if there were two sermons uh, that I would like for on this day, it would have been the one this morning lost in the house, and how that keeping our eye on everyone around us. And then, Lord, I knew you wanted me to switch this sermon from this morning to tonight. God, I ask that you would just articulate your heart. And uh, this kind of stuff I love. And uh, God, help us to see the bigness of life, the great, the great big picture. And uh, just watch over us and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The book of Proverbs is a father teaching a son about life. There are a lot of things that you can walk through the book of Proverbs, and there's a lot of lessons you can learn. If I were a parent and I had children at home, I would immerse myself in the book of Proverbs. In fact, I think I would start writing my own book of commentary about the book of Proverbs, and these would be great things to hand down uh, to your children in time to come and your grandchildren. But this book of Proverbs is uh, a, a father teaching his son about life, a lot of different characters in the book of Proverbs. But this one verse is amazing. I've been wanting to preach on this one verse for several months now, and it just so happens that uh, confirmation came my way this past week that this is the verse that I need to preach on on this evening. As the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold. This finding pot and this furnace for this silver and this gold. By putting them into this furnace and putting them into a finding pot, you will get the most out of the silver and you will get the most out of the gold. Katie, I am so sorry. We're glad you're here, Katie. Katie is a co-worker of Ellie. She thought I forgot because she's looking at me going, I escaped the recognition. And Katie, I'm glad you're here. And, uh, and I said, are y'all friends or just co-workers? And what'd she say, Ellie? She said, I, it's, what'd you say, Katie? It's coming 
getting there. I love that. I love that. Are y'all co-workers or friends? I'm getting there. Amen. So don't worry. All of us that know Ellie, we're not there. And uh, oh, that was wrong. Okay. So bad, Bob. All right. So, but, but this, if you want to get the most out of this silver and the most out of this gold, if you want to take out the impurities, if you want to do this to these two elements, then the Bible says that's what the finding pot is for, and that's what the furnace is for. I'm not going to go into that. Suffice it to say, just like you get the pure silver and the pure gold out, how do you get the most out of a man? How do you get the most out of the people around you? How do you as a parent get the most out of your child? How do you get the most out of your daughter? How do I, as a pastor, get the most out of young people and church members? How does the youth workers that go to that dining hall every Wednesday night, how do you get the most out of people? How do you get the most out of those single adults that sit at that table? So how do you get the most out of your wife? How do you get the most out of your husband? What is it that draws this out of a man? You, you know, there are a lot of things that I've had to come to grips with through the years, and one of the things I've had to come to grips with, if you'll go to Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1 and 13, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 13 and verse number 1, and thank you, Brother Londo, I've been looking for someone to blame uh, for my broke ribs. You didn't pray for me enough on that day. That's not my fault. And, uh, but if you'll look at, at chapter 13 and verse number 1, let me, let me tell you, the higher up the ladder of influence or authority that you run, that you walk, the more you have to remember that this one element has to be there. Look what it says here. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the what, please? Evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Look at this. Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the what? Same. There is the Achilles heel in any type of leadership that we are so worried about people crossing lines and people transgressing that we forget. Yes, we are put there to make sure people don't cross lines. And yes, we are put there to make sure that everything runs accordingly. But there's this element in leadership, and there's this element in church work, and there's this element in a marriage. There is this element that says this, how do you get the most out of a man? How do you get the most out of a person? Well, the Bible tells us, go back to Proverbs 27, 21, the Bible tells us, well, the way they get the most out of silver is the finding pot. And the way they get the most out of the furnace, out of the gold, is the furnace. So now you would think to yourself, ah, that's how you're going to get the most out of a man. Pick up a whip. Make it hot. Heat it up. No. The furnace and the finding pot for a man is praise. I want to preach tonight on this subject, the portal of praise. There is something about praising a person that it reaches down and it draws out this man. Now, good or bad, it's going to draw him out. It, that praise may draw out the narcissistic 
thank you, you're confirming what I already know. When you take a picture and guys and girls are in this picture and and, um, and I, I tell teenagers all the time, you know, that the, the uh, girls were getting ready to sing out here, and I had to step out, and, and, um, and I'm like, all right, girls, get in the picture. We're going to put it on Facebook. And so before y'all get out there and sing, and so they're like standing down this hallway trying to get their face in and trying to get every, you know. But there were some girls that like, you didn't give me time. You didn't give me time to fix my hair. I didn't know that we were getting a picture. Like, this is permanent. I'm going to see those people out there. I can get away with it. But, but like, you, you didn't. And so every girl's wanting to, every girl right now that was in that hallway's like, please don't put it up on Facebook until you send it to me and let me approve. I promise you, because I don't want to look stupid. I, I just, you got to send it to me. No, no, listen to this. When girls take their picture, they want to see if they need to redo it. When guys get their pictures taken, we look at it. It only confirms what we already know. Oh, yeah. So praise is either going to bring out this Freddie in you, I'm sorry, this person in you, this, this, oh yeah, look at me, or praise is going to reach down, and I'm going to use a word here, it's going to bring out the celebrity in you. It's going to bring out that person in you that you feel like a million bucks that you feel like, I'm ready to sign autographs. That you feel like, I could walk on water. That you feel like they are going to love seeing me coming. You see, there is something about where do our young people and men and women get this confidence about them? You mean anybody that has a confidence and a comfortableness about themselves, I promise you somebody's furnace and finding pot was the source of praise. You check anybody who's been through Miss Rainey's class. You check anybody who's been through Mrs. Britt's class. You check anybody who's ever interacted with godly teachers of that sort. I promise you they have come out of their class thinking this, I could whip the world. I am somebody. I have what it takes to get it done. So here you have this word, praise. Now, I will tell you this and that, that I'm not going to give you points. I'm going to show you points. I'm going to put the points up on the screen. So I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you. Because in the Hebrew, this is the only time this word praise is isolated from over the 200 times that the word praise is used in the Hebrew. And this Hebrew word is listed over 216 times, I think it is, in 230-something verses, this word praise can be applied all across the board. But this word praise was isolated out of these 216, and it was separated by itself, and under the inspiration of the Almighty, it was used in this one verse. And it is so insightful. When we think of the word praise, we think of the word of good job. That was great. Ladies, could I praise you? For what you just did. And ladies, the true test of your heart is when you're praised and you're like, I knew it. I'm ready to cut a CD. Pastor, when you get that studio put in there, I'm your first client and I'll sell enough of those. You'll pay for everything overnight. And there are some people that you praise and they go, I, 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 you know, I just, 
was doing the best I can. I'm just not quite sure. That's not this kind of praise. It's not this kind of praise when you just pull somebody to the side. It's not that kind of praise. You know what kind of praise this is? I'm going to show you the first pictograph. Now, in the Hebrew, if you want to have a blast about studying the Old Testament, pull you out a pictograph. A... Pull you out a pictograph. Stay. Okay. You might have the best job around here is cutting lawns. You cut that grass, it has to stay. Amen? I don't know what that's to do with anything. Um, so, but when you have a pictograph... Then sometimes when you're studying the Hebrew, it will give you the Hebrew of it. But then out beside, have you ever seen those pictures? Have you ever seen those pictures when you're studying your Bible? Do you study your Bible? <laughs> and have you ever seen those pictures? This one word praise had five pictures out beside it. Can I show you the first picture? The first one is, now, I, I, now this is funny. I said, Jordan, what do you see? said, candy cane. <laughs> like, you idiot. I asked Miss Kelly, what do you see? She said, a shepherd that goes, I'm done. <laughs> now, it's not my fault what I'm about to tell you. It is Isaiah and Jaden's fault. That's whose fault it is because I'm, I'm cutting out of that office. I said, hey, guys, how's it going? And we fist bump. And I said, they said, said something about tonight, you know, using it. And Jaden and Isaiah was like, can you use us? And I said, you're up. So, guys, get up here. Come on, Jaden. Come on, Isaiah. You're the two that asked for this. I did, but God could not have been in this anymore. And tonight I want to be preaching on how to give swats. And uh, so... <laughs> You guys just stand over there. Can you do that? Just, just kind of stand back there by those chairs. Just stand. Y'all have a seat. Get comfortable. And one day you're going to be sitting on the platform running everything. What would you like to run? You don't know. What would you like to run? The cash. <laughs> okay, that's funny. What is wrong with our young people? And... Uh, and so, um, oh, a wrong sermon. Okay. And, uh, and, but this is the first pictograph. Do you know what the word praise means? The shepherd's staff represents drawing somebody. That's why it's upside down like that. The guy standing with his hands up, it means in the Hebrew, ah, oh, aha. Do you know the first thing I want to tell you is this? Praise is when that person becomes famous in your eyes. It, it, it's, the staff is always means we're going towards something. Y'all listen to this. Do you know how you get the most out of it? You know where the finding pot for silver and the finding pot for gold comes? You know where this comes from? When you and I look at people around us, that's a celebrity. That is somebody that you're like, did, did, do you know who's standing over there? Do, do you have any idea who's over there? I, I was on the plane this past week headed to uh, somewhere, Columbus, Ohio, and got on a Shreveport sitting right next to me, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, I think that's who that is. And so I'm like, nah, 
No, I never meet anybody like this. And so I open my phone and, and I'm, I'm Googling. And uh, do you know there's a great feature on Google? You take a picture, search for that picture on the, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I think I know who this is. And, and I'm trying to be nonchalant. And uh, so, and I look it up. And it was the U.S. House of Representative for the Shreveport District, Mike Johnson. And Mike Johnson was sitting right next to me. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, hey, Mr. Johnson. Uh, I pastor in, uh, in East Texas. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's Louis Gohmert's district, isn't it? And I said, yes, sir. I said, I want you to know that we... we and I started carrying a conversation with him. But the whole time I'm carrying a conversation, it's like, uh, uh, I got off that plane. I told everybody, hey, you know who I just met on the plane? I met Mike Johnson. And, and uh, do you know who I just met? He's a U.S. House of Representative. And uh, I gave him my card. And he'll be calling for me to open up in prayer in the U.S. House. And just a great man. And did I tell you who I met? I met... I met do you know if you will take that way to everybody around you, but especially the young people, if they will stop being a young person and if they would become a celebrity? Do you know what we have not done to people? We have not made them a celebrity. We have tied them to their last action. Rather, you know what the Bible says? Do you know how you get the most out of somebody? It's when you look at them and say, I know how to get the most out of you. How I get the most out of you is I, when I see, go ahead, stand up, guys, is when I stand up and see them, it's like, oh, like you're big time in my world. Until your children become big time in your world, you won't get the most out of them. Until we stop meandering through life with people and we would say, that's big time. You're big time. That's why Poncho put it best today in the office as we were talking. He said, him, Pastor and I could be carrying on a serious conversation. Poncho, just shout out what you said. But stand up. Just shout out what you said. He said, Pastor, you and I could be carrying on conversation. You let a teenager, an ex-teenager pass, you're ditching me to go after them. I'm going to tell you why. Because you know how you get the most out of somebody? It's the, oh, aha, and something happens in their, they're scared half to death right now. Something happens in them that all of a sudden they're like, you mean me? Now, that's not saying they don't deserve whoopings. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Look at each other now. That doesn't mean that they don't have their fair share of problems. Lawanda's watching right now, and Lawanda's like, I miss my church. I miss my church. Lawanda, he's behaving. Are you behaving? Ah. Isaiah's mama's sitting over here. Are you behaving? Uh, okay, it doesn't mean that, but what it does mean this, the way you reach down and get the most out of somebody, if every boss would walk into their, hey, how are you doing? And make the employees a celebrity, make a wife a celebrity, make a dad a celebrity, just make them a celebrity. This, 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 uh, this, this relationship that a grandparent shares with their grandchildren is a relationship that they cannot share with their children or didn't have with their children. Because now I don't have to pay for them. I don't have to give anything to keep them going. They are no burden upon me. I just love them. And when I see them, it's like, hey. It's almost like being a used car salesman. But you're like, pastor, that's not my nature. Then don't expect to be used by God to get the most out. It is that Miss Britt, 
that meets her students in the hallway and is like, hi. You know, she's understood. I'm going to get the most out of this child. Brother Spina, the memories I have of your children are the memories of us rolling on that stinking parking lot out there, and all of a sudden, we're just, we're done. We're down. We're just, why? Because when I see them, it's like, ah, it's hobby. Let me tell you, when you start making the people around you celebrities, it is this finding pot and this that draws it out. You say, you never do that to me. You're not that cute. Okay. So the first thing is a shepherd's staff and a person that has his hands raised. It's, aha, listen, you want to get the most out of people? Look at everybody like, aha, my niece is away at college. And let me tell you something. I miss that girl. But when she comes home, her uncle is going to go, ah! If I know what flight she's coming in on, I'm going to meet her at the airport, and I'm going to embarrass her to no end because she's a sophisticated college student. (laughs) Not in my world, you're not. And what we have done is we have looked at people's worlds, and we gauge our excitement and praise for them based on how they have behaved and how they have acted. And God doesn't do that with us. You know what God does? Throw your hands in the air and just say, I am so your somebody. The second one is this. The second pictograph is this. It's the double with the hands up. The, 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 the uh, shepherd's staff upside down, it's leaning toward. Uh, you'll never find a shepherd's staff, and that's why in, in, it's not straight up. That's why the shepherd's staff is always on the bottom, because when you lean the shepherd's staff on, on, on this way, it has to lean toward. Do you know what this means? The double shepherd's staff with the man in the air not only goes, aha, but then it's like, I want to be around you. They're going to have nightmares. You know what it is? It's not even, aha, but then I'm going to fight through the crowd until I can get around you because you are so famous in my world that I just want to pull. Okay, y'all know what I'm talking about, you bunch of stalkers on social media, and it's like, oh. And have you ever gotten that letter back or got a text back from somebody that was famous and you're like, I think I'm in heaven. (laughs) Why? Because praising somebody is this. Not only are you like, you're a celebrity in my world, but you know what it is? I want to be around you. This is not praise. Good job. That's not this kind of praise. You may get a thank you out of them, but you will not get the most out of them. I'm out in public all the time, and, and, and I was meeting with one of our men. We had the bindery coming down and, and just a lot of details that have to be figured out. And we were sitting in a, uh, in, in a restaurant, and I looked up, and there's one of our members. And I'm like, hey, 
How are you doing? I think I scared her. I think I scared me. I think I scared everybody around there. But, but here's how I feel. Hey, how you doing? And it's like, hey, I want to be around you. Hey, how you doing? Everything going well? Good to see. Why? Because they're a celebrity. They're a celebrity. This is how we have, you know how you get the most out of? It's when you're not just, hey, good job. Wonderful job. It's when you're like, good to see you. I can't believe you're here. And I really want me and you to get in the same world. How's it going, brother? Everything going well? Good, good. Everything going home right with mama? Good, liar. Okay, so anyway, so I just kidding. So I want to be able. Let me ask you a question. Who do you feel that way about? Or do you just treat people with money that way? Why not treat everybody that way? Look, they're going to think you're crazy. But you're crazy anyways. But what we have done is we've isolated our celebrity status down to what they can do for us rather than this. They're God's child. Hey, teachers, never teach again and never greet a student again like this. Glad you're here. Get into the class. Don't, don't say sit down at the table. Oh, good night. They let out too early. Good night. No. When you see them coming down the hallway, you're like, hi, how's it going? And then that double staff that says, I want to be in your world. Look at the third pictograph, if you will. Look at it. So not only am I saying you're famous in my eyes, the second thing is you're famous and I want to be around you. The third thing, look at it. The third one is the stars at night are big and bright. No, uh, the third one, a bunch of heathens. The third one is a shepherd's staff, the aha, and then the ox head. The ox head on the pictograph represents strength. It represents power. It represents leader. So, so when you are using praise to get the most out of somebody, you not only have to be excited about seeing them, but you have to want to be around them because you think they are somebody. And this, are you ready? And I want you to be famous. Not, 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 not just, I'm glad to see you. Not just, I want to live in your world. But then this strength is called a yoke. And this ox represents the fact, guys, I'm not only excited to see you. I not only want to be around you. Sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. I don't only want to, don't, don't back up. I'm going to come at you again. And uh, I not only want to be around you, but guys, one of these days, you're going to be a husband. You're going to be a father. You're going to have children. How many children do you want? One, how many children do you want? A hundred. Ladies, if you're watching this and you're 10 years down the road, don't marry this guy. But, but when you say, man, man, whoever gets you guys, they're going to get somebody special. No wonder your mamas won't let you go. No wonder they won't let you get married. There is something about Somebody reaching down into the world around you and saying this, 
I believe you're going to be famous. I believe that you're going to be somebody. Praise is not just, great job, good job, kudos to you. No, praise is when you see them, it's just like, hey, when you see those girls that were up here tonight, hey, weren't you like up on that stage? I'm in the presence of greatness. Because we've lost the awe. Can I ask you a question? What did Jesus say about the children who were brought unto him? When the disciples said, get them away, what did they say to the children? They said, ah, you allow them to come for such is the what, please? Kingdom. So not only are you famous, that brings this out in somebody. Not only are you famous, and I just want to hang around you because you are somebody in my world. I just love hanging out. Not only that, but I know one day you're going to be something. My mother always used to tell me this. Be nice to the paper boy. He may end up being your boss. Can I tell you this? If you're not excited about your children at their age, they won't be excited about you in old age. Back me off the mains just a little bit. Let me, let me tell you that there's something to this praise that brings the most out of a person. I understand correction. I understand that these two young men, it's not my fault you're up here. You told me in the hallway you wanted to be up here. It's not my fault, okay? I'm sure they've been corrected in their life. Now, it's been years since y'all have gotten a whipping, right? Just years. And, okay. And, and, uh, but, but, but listen to this. When they are not being corrected, somebody needs to throw their hands in the air and just say, like, you are somebody. I want to hang around you. I think you're going to be famous one day. And if you look at number four, at the fourth one right there, if you'll put it up, not only is the ox after, go to the next one, but now the ox is before. Not only are you going to be famous one day, are you ready? But I want to go with you on your journey to that day. Not only do I, I'm excited about seeing you, and not only do I want to be around you. This is what this word praise me. This is how you draw the most out. And not only do I believe you will be something someday, but I want to go with you on your journey to that day. You see, the ox is ahead. The ox is not behind. Strength is not strength when you believe in somebody when they have something. Strength is strength when you look at them and you can see the potential that beats on the inside and outside you just simply say this, I not only believe you're going to be something one day, but I'm willing to go with you all the way to success. This is praise. It's when the teacher sees the kindergarten student, Miss Britt, Actually, say it right during graduation. But only you know how many times you had to walk with them on this path. You want to get the most out of somebody? Listen, then you're going to have to tell them, I think you're a celebrity. Number two, you're going to have to say, I just want to hang around you. 
This is praise. This is what draws out the best of them. And then you have to say, I think you're going to be famous one day. One day, you're going to run the world. One day, somebody's going to call you husband. One day, somebody's going to call you dad. One day, you're going to have nieces and nephews if Angie gets married. And one day, oh, that hurt right there, did it? And, uh, or is it Letty? I don't know. And one day, somebody's going to call you grandfather, and then you're going to need that. One day. But then you have to tell them this. You know what praise is? I want to go with you on this journey. I just don't want a good job. I want to be there. And by the way, when somebody stumbles and falls, and we're going to let you stumble and fall because I don't want you to break your hip, okay? Stumble, fall. Okay. When they stumble and fall, then guess who they'll listen to when they're down? The person that believed in them when they were up. You see, there's a lot of people that want to go ahead, fall down. There's a lot of people who want the credit for bringing them up, but they don't want to believe in them. They want the credit when they're the star basketball player, but they don't want to spend hours in the gym with the guy who can't make a shot. But the coach says, you can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. I see you dunking that ball if the goal's five foot high. I believe in you. But when they're at this time in their life, then this is what praise does. But it doesn't start when they're down. It starts when you see them. There are some people who teach a class and it's like, oh, oh, I don't want to take that class. Please don't, make, please don't let me take that class. Because every time I get close to the door, it's like, get in here and sit down and be quiet. This is education. You're here to learn. You're not here to enjoy. <laughs> I think some teachers paste these eyebrows that come down like this. You are here to love school. And it's like, I don't want to go to school. Don't make me go back to their class. And then there are some people that teach a class that's like, oh, could you teach me algebra? I don't even know algebra. I know, but we would have a good time not learning together. <laughs> Let's face it. There are sometimes when you go to draft and people are getting drafted, it's like, no, 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 no please don't let him. Please don't let him. No. If everybody here would go, oh, man, look who I got on my team. Man, I can't wait to hang out with you guys. I can't wait to be around you guys because one day you're going to be something. And guess what? I want to be on your journey when you get there. But here's the last pictograph, and that is this. If you'll notice, the Y that's represented there is V-A-V. That's the letter name. But it means tent peg. It means hook. It means secure. It means nail. Would you please look at the order? This simply means this. I know you'll be able to make it without me. Because you are so secure in who you are that one day when I'm not here, you'll be okay. Because one day, your parents are not going to be around you. And do you know how you know they're going to be okay? 
is when you take this praise and the finding pot, the furnace is to draw out the best of these metals. And how do you draw the best out? It's a praise. But unless the people around you are celebrities in your eyes, you'll never make them famous. They have to become famous. And when they do, when they do, this is how you draw it out. My failure as a pastor is only found when I am not excited about seeing people. And when I don't just, if my eyes don't light up, and, 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 and it, is, it, is, it is the difficult thing when somebody says, Pastor, you passed me in the hallway and you never said anything. You, you might as well said that, I was, that, that, that you caught me drinking. It almost, you, you could have said a hundred things, but, but when that happens, I'm like, oh, are you serious? You can tell the heart of a leader when they are brought to their attention that, that you're, you're not praising like you should. If the, leaders, if the leader pushes back, this is not the kind of leader. But if the leader dies a thousand deaths on the inside, then this is the leader that says, come on, everybody's valuable. Everybody is. Thank you, guys. Let's give them a hand. They did a good job. As the finding pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. The praise that is talked about here, it's only used one time in the Old Testament. This praise literally means, you can look it up, it means fame. When people are famous in your eyes, and they are so famous in your world that you just want to be around them, and when they are so famous in your world that you tell them they're going to be something, and then they're so famous in your world that you want to be there at the end, and then they're so famous in your world that you've brought out enough praise that you can say this, you're going to be okay without me. There's something about it. Hospice is an amazing, an amazing, and I'll end with this. Hospice is amazing. And uh, I didn't believe it till years ago. In fact, I was telling the hospice nurse at the Benton's house about this, this story. My very first time into a hospice situation, hospice is what people call in at the very last, and they'll start administering um, um, just different things. Uh, long time ago, my very first rookie stint into hospice. I didn't know much about it. I didn't understand it. I thought I was the end all for everybody in that room. And I was in the room and, and this poor saint of God was laying in this, this hospital bed in the living room and the family was standing around and, uh, they were just hanging on. They wouldn't let go. They just wouldn't go. It, it had turned into to weeks and, and, and now we're approaching 28 days. And it was just, it was horrific. It was horrific. And uh, the hospice nurse said, hey, Reverend, can I see you real quick? And I said, yes, ma'am. So we stepped outside, just a young guy. And she said, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job, but somebody in that room is not ready to say goodbye. 
And pastor, if you'll find out which family member is not ready to let go, if they can just say their goodbyes and tell their loved one, I will be okay. Then they'll be gone and they can be at peace. They're not coming back. As a young pastor, assistant pastor, I had to swallow and say, all right, here we go. And I walked into that family and said, family, can I see y'all in the garage? We walked out in the garage and I said, look, look, is there anybody here that is still not wanting your loved one to die? Everybody's like, no, no, we're good. We're good. Except this one nephew, this one nephew that they were close the nephew said, I'm not ready. And I looked at the nephew and said, you have to let him go. Because they're struggling. You just have to say goodbye. That nephew said, I'm just not ready. We walked back into the room and we were there another hour, two hours gone by. And, and finally the nephew said, I'm ready. I said, okay. So we gathered around the bed and the nephew looked down and he said, I love you. You have always been in my corner. You've always been there for me. And I don't know that I can live without you in my corner. But I believe, and listen to this, I believe I am the man you told me I could always be. I'll be okay. You can go home. I didn't believe the hospice nurse. Did not believe the nurse. But within 20 minutes, and they were gone. Listen, one day you're going to be gone, and you don't want your children wandering aimlessly without the best out of them. Get the best out of them. Do you know how you get the best out of them? The finding pot and the furnace of praise. Are they your celebrity? Are they your hero? Because if they're not, you'll never get the best out of them. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.